well, still here we are. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. His name is uh, Vincent Darby. <clears throat> Why is he called Vinny? <laughs> okay, so basically, growing up as a kid, I was obviously Vincent was the name that my parents gave me, but they um they shortened it like as I grew up. So like my dad called me Vincenzo at one point, which was a bit weird. But I wish that stuck because then I would have like ended with Enzo. Like I actually would have just ran with Enzo forever. But Vinny was just a name that stuck like as a kid. So much so that even as a child, until I was about 10, I didn't actually realize my name was Vincent. Like, because no one ever called me Vincent. Like I was only ever called Vinny as a kid, like literally from like the age of like, that I can remember until I was about, I think I was 10. I think we was going on holiday and I didn't look like my passport photo. And the woman asked me what my name was. And I was like, Vinny. She was like, it says Vincent here. I'm like, that's also my name. And it was just stuck. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, he's here now. The Sunsplash Mix Show uh, streaming on several different platforms as we move into 2020. So Vincent Darby, a.k.a. Vinny or Vinny, <laughs> a.k.a. Vincent Darby, um, a recording artist. Let's start right there. Do you see yourself like, yeah, man, I'm a professional. Yeah, I'm, I'm a recording artist. Yeah, I have done more so like over like the last couple of years. I think that like after, when things have like got a little bit more serious with music and like things have, have progressed, I've definitely been like, yo, I am actually a recording artist now. Like that's my my job. That's kind of what I run with now, which is cool, man. Like it's really cool to say that at twenty that I'm like a recording artist. Pretty dope. Yeah, let's be clear. Let's be clear. There's a lot of ladies. There's a lot of young gentlemen. It's like, so hold on. So twenty. That mean he was in third form and then he did this and then so so what was the educational journey because because we're gonna obviously hear that education obviously plays a part in everyone's upbringing some people skip a couple grades some people get left back but for Vinny how has education been from you know the primary coming up so it was actually kind of crazy growing up as a kid like um so I went to school obviously as everyone does and then when I was nine, which is probably something we'll get into a little bit more after, I was an open app for Flowrider when I was nine years old, which, you know, it's just a pretty standard thing that everyone does when they're nine, you know, just a normal yeah, thing. Them things there, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, I did that. And then like, there was a lot of like stuff that was happening around that time, but my mom's from Jamaica and anybody who is of a child from the West Indies knows that <laughs> creative things coming from music. Yeah, music, happen. yeah. Yeah, music, you go do that. You go and do that and enjoy that. No. So I had to stay at school. Like, i done school, like, to the best of my ability. And my management team's, like, from, like, the Caribbean as well. So that was another pressure on top of that. So I literally started doing music when I was young. And then when I felt like I was in a good enough position when I was, like, 10, I was like, you know what? Let me just relax. Like, my mom was like, yo, school comes first over everything. And I was like, yo, bet, like, cool, whatever. So I stayed at school, finished school, done. So obviously in England, it's slightly different to America. So I did, uni I did first, like, primary, secondary, and then I did college. But I didn't go to university. But I left college with the equivalent of three A stars. So if I wanted to, I could have gone to uni, which is something that I think about from time to time. But I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I'm in an all right position right now, and uni might not be needed. So... You know, it is what it is. I like that. And and was there something that you were saying be, 
because again, at a younger age, the dreams and aspirations could have been different. So it wasn't athletics. Was it science? Was it nah, I'm doctor or just I go play football? I hated athletics so much, like so much. So basically, I come from a really sporty family. Like my mom used my mom used to run like for like the the county to like the the state, if you like. Like that's probably the best way to put it. And then my dad was like ex-military. My brother is a semi-professional soccer player, and I get out of breath going upstairs. So it just <laughs> it just jumped past me. But like I've always loved music, so like music was always like my thing. Um, but Growing up as a kid, one thing, if I wasn't going to do music, and I promise you right now, the thing I would be doing right now, I would be at university studying medicine and pref- card, um, cardiovascular medicine. So like the science of the heart, that's what I would have done. That was my thing. Like as a kid, like science, like biology was my thing. Biology and chemistry. Anyone had questions that come to me before they went to teachers. I was so right. good at that. Yeah, so good that. at that. <laughs> mm, telling you, man. Listen, and then, if someone drop Dongo Heart Attack, I'll tell you where I go on. Don't right, they're going to bring, 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 bring Vinny, bring Vinny. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, so, so even that, like you said, still having it, you know, the back of your mind. And let me be clear, you are still young. Is that different <laughs> hearing from a news reporter or, you know, some of the blokes on the corner is like, Regin, 20, you know, I don't know, nothing that. I have to tell myself that a lot because I think to myself like, yo, like you have to remember, I have to remind myself I ain't a big man yet. Like I'm not, like I'm still young. But then like I think about everything I've actually done in my life. And I'm like, but that's not the things that a normal 20 year old would have achieved like in this amount of time. And I have to remind myself that, which is kind of weird. Like not even weird. It's just kind of, it's a dope like scenario to be in, but it's so strange. Like the whole pretense of it's weird. The fact that it's real and the amount of things I've achieved at this age. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a good look. I'm skipping through some of the things that happen. We're going to always say in England, we're broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, Hotlanta, Georgia. And if anybody needs to listen or rewatch this, all they have to do is search the Internet and they'll just search for Vincent Darby, Vinny Sunsplash interview. But from here in Atlanta, you're right. We start looking at England as the United Kingdom, the great big place. But um, Birmingham. Birmingham. Small, but it's the second city. It's like, let me think. So you got Atlanta. I was trying to think, what would you class as like the second city of of like Georgia? Augusta, and you got to say it like that. Augusta. Augusta. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. So yeah, I like live. I live like there. Like that's that's like Birmingham. So you have obviously London, which is the capital, which. Funnily enough, I don't really know London that well. I haven't really spent too much time there. Um, no word of a lie, I probably know Atlanta better than I know London. Like, because when we was on tour, we actually stayed in Atlanta for a bit. Like, we was there for like a week, which is like doesn't seem like a long time, but it was long enough to like go around, and that was so cool. But like, London's just a city that's just weird. And then Birmingham is obviously my hometown, so I know I know Birmingham like so well. That that it's the best to me. It's one of the best places in the world. Like, it's it's like it's growing now. Like it's coming out of the nineteen hundreds and coming into the two thousands. <laughs> like, so obviously the one thing that a lot of people think about England is like the old architecture, and there is so much old architecture. Like we have like an old museum which is like 
Like, I think the building's like 500 years old and it's like right in the city centre. It's old buildings, like old, like stone marble buildings and big statues. It's very typical British, if you like. But like they're starting to add like some new things to like some new architecture and some new designs and stuff, which looks real cool. So it's like, it's cool to be like, yeah, this is my hometown. And Birmingham also has more canals than Venice. All right, we're gonna we're gonna add that to the liner notes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you that we have to. I have to big it up all I can because there really ain't that much more to it than we have a lot of canals. <laughs> That's about it, and a lot of really good talent. There is a lot of really good talent out of Birmingham. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we want to um, focus on right now. We only have you for a couple of minutes right here. The Sun Splash Mix. I'm the host. I am the DJ. I am Ja Prince. Big up to select the princess. She's in Jamaica right now, supposed to be working. But again, a pandemic happened. You had mm. songs in the chamber ready to go. Still here we are. We were ready to promote it. Top of the year. And then it happened. So how how have you navigated you know, um, to still say, nah, I got to get that song out there. We had a deadline. We got to promote it. You know what? It kind of just happened authentically. And it wasn't like, truth be told, like the whole COVID-19 thing hasn't really slowed anything down for me, like musically, because I think the beauty of what's happened right now is that everyone's at home. So it's like, no one can turn around and say, well, I didn't see that email because I wasn't in the office. Like, yo, don't lie to us. Like, we're all at home. You have your laptop. So it's like, to me, musically and getting stuff out promotionally, it's actually been all right. Like it hasn't been a hard scenario to do. And the fact that everyone's kind of moved online, which has made everything so much more accessible to me. So it's like, for example, we're doing this interview right now. You're in Atlanta, I'm in England. And it's like, that's made everything so much more pleasing to a lot more people because it's like, yo, there's less things now that have to be involved. It's more so, yo, you work on that time, we work on this time, we meet in the middle, do the interviews, and let's go. So it's like, I've been in countless interviews. My manager will ring me up at like eight o'clock in the evening and be like, yo, you got an interview at three in the morning. I'm like, huh? And he's like, yeah, you got one in California at not like six in the morning. I'm like, huh? And it's, so, you know, it's not been bad, like, work-wise, sleep-wise. I don't know what sleep is anymore because I just get told to do interviews whenever and I have to be ready for them. But (laughs) I love it. So it's great for me. Like, it's great. Like, I actually love talking to people. So it's real good. It's real good. But now now let's be clear. We were just um, listening. Like you said, a lot of talent in Birmingham. So the Birmingham TV reached out to you. You did um, an acoustic set. Because everything's yeah. acoustic, you couldn't bring the band into the bedroom. Um, so uh, again, because times are a little bit different, um, you saying you were a twenty-year-old acting like a fifty-year-old. That was the biggest joke that people over here was like, "What is he talking about?" Um, getting up to technology, like, you, what do you mean you don't know how to use Facebook? I just don't. I don't use it. Like, I'm. It's so weird. So basically, I kind of live in a not a bubble, but I live in like a thing where i like yo i kind of hate pop culture like i hate it i'll be so real pop culture irritates me because it's like too fast like things are too fast so like people are constantly doing stuff so i kind of just remove myself away from it so i can just be my true creative self and not have to be too involved and again going back to like west indian parents i wasn't allowed facebook as a kid and then when Instagram came around, I was allowed that and Facebook just wasn't in after Instagram was kind of thing. So I never really took time to learn how to use Facebook or in, or anything really. I 
my I still message my friends and like, yo, I ain't got a clue what we're doing at this point. Like at the start of that, in the uh, Birmingham TV, I'm literally on the phone to my manager being like, yo, I don't know how to navigate this. And they're like, what do you mean you're 20? And I'm like, yo, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. And they're like, yo, but this doesn't make sense. We should be asking you. And I'm like, I know, but I just, if you need anything to do with music, I'm your guy. Technology, nah. Even uh, science, science, I'm your guy. But when it comes to technology, nah, that's not me. Even the music I listen to, like if you used to go through my playlist, like no word of a lie. Like last night I was out with my friends and everyone's the same age as me was at a party. Like when I say party, it was like a small gathering, like a social, you know, COVID safe party that we're allowed yes. to do in England. Legally, this is not illegal. We're allowed to do stuff like this. Right. My friends were listening to like hardcore drill, which is like, you know, like, a big like rap thing in England, right. and I've got my headphones in listening to Mini Ripperton. So you know, <laughs> that's how it. Um. Yeah. If if someone is trying to narrow down what a twenty year old is listening to, they're just gonna keep using the age as something like, nah, he's mm. only twenty. He doesn't really know that much about music. Um. At this point, what can you actually explain? Like, no, seriously, if you ask me about singing in key. Yeah, I know I know what that is. Right. If you ask me about songwriting, yeah, I can break it down. Where well, you want to start at the bridge? So what is the one thing that people are uh, are so amazed from your age? I think it's my wisdom. I think that that's the one thing that a lot of people have said to me. Like this isn't just me coming out and saying, yo, it's I'm my wisdom. A lot of people have been like, yo, when we speak to you, like we get what you mean by saying you're like an old man. Like, because I just am quite mature for my age. So I, I kind of situate on that line of like, you know, being really like level-headed and mm -hmm. but probably more level-headed than a lot of people my age, but it's just because of the things that I've done and like the life that I want. So you have to be like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really where it comes from. Like when that's the one thing a lot of people talk about with me. And then it's like just my, the, the general skill of music that I have. So like, for example, because I listen to so much music, I can create so much music. Right. If that makes sense. Like if you yeah. used to go through like my catalog of what I have and the stuff I've created, I have stuff from like hardcore like rap to then art like R and B to then like some Timberland esque joints and Ooh. you know like we have like a lot because I listen to so much and then there's some stuff that's like heavily like Sade inspired and heavily mm. like rock inspired. Yeah. Like because it's just the amount of music that I listen to. Mm-hmm. And and would you call that studying? Like, was it I'm just a fan of music and now I have a specialty that I'm I'm working. I'm working in a specific genre. But were you actually like, let me pull some of this jazz. Let me pull, like you said, the Sade. Was it was it like homework work? It weren't even ho homework. It was just stuff that I love to do. Like, I love listening to music like. I know that sounds so cliche and so typical of everyone to be like, yeah, well, we love listening to music. But for me, like, I like listening to layers of music. So, like, I will literally listen to a song twice and I will unpick everything in the song. Where, so it's from the, you know, the, the way that it's structured to the sound. Like, literally, when I say the sound, I'm talking the sonics. I'm not talking, like, the specific sound. I'm talking, like, the way that like the reverb will be on like a certain instrument that makes the sound like linger sl like slightly longer that just reacts different to different frequencies. Like literally I listen to it in that depth. Like that's what it's about for me. Like I will literally go into my phone 
and I will change the EQ on my phone depending on the song I'm listening to. Like yeah. it's that deep. Yeah. I have like seven speakers dotted around in my house and I know which speaker is going to sound better for what sound. Like that's how deep it gets. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, for some of our younger listeners, yes, younger than 20, um, who are now getting into music the same way. And, and there's a reason why they might listen to you, you know, compared to some other elders. The elders do, do have the same knowledge, an extensive amount of knowledge. But for some reason, they're listening to you and they're saying, well, now what's more important, being the songwriter or being like the vocalist? Which one would you put more emphasis on as you're developing? Depends what type of artist you want to be. I personally, myself, I put the same amount of emphasis on both because that's the type of artist I want to be. Now, some people want to be better singers. Like take, for example, someone like um, like the older singers, for example, I feel like this is the best reference because I don't want to sound like disrespectful. But the older singers, they often got people to write their songs because they were incredible singers. Like look at like Aretha Franklin, like uh, Natural Woman. She didn't write that song but she was an incredible vocalist. Now you have some artists who are predominantly songwriters and probably don't sing the best, but their music, because it's so raw and authentic to them, it wouldn't sound right with anyone else singing. So I really think it depends on what type of artist you want to be. And I think in this day and age, though, it's important to put a lot of focus on both because the fact that we are virtual means that anyone has this platform to do whatever they want to do. You have to be able to prove that you are better than anybody else that's doing it. So that's why for me, I put emphasis on both because that's my thing. Like, yo, I'm not here to have a walk in the park, have a laugh and a joke. I'm here to be a serious artist yeah. and just absolutely disrupt what's going on. That's what I want to achieve. And you're not going to achieve doing stuff like that by not being serious about your craft. Yeah, we're going to definitely get to some of the songs and um, we're going to engage with some of the people, some of the good comments. Salute to everybody who's watching the video right now. Keeping it clean. Um, let's be. Let's be. Uh, let me take one. One. One angle. Let's talk the business again. Okay. Your fans who actually like you, you know, they they actually are rooting for you. They don't know even if outside concerts was happening every weekend, and they will eventually. Um, you need private time, and you do need structure. You do need a manager. You might need a different publicist. So, are there certain things with your team? that you can explain like yo bro just making a song is is not is not the it's not the hard part the hard part is waking up at 3 a.m um having a good demeanor you know and listening to management how important is this management part it's crucial honestly my management team i i will say it and i will say it again and i will say it again i have the best management team in the world and the reason i say that is because these are the same people i've been dealing with for 10 years now they know me in and out to we literally just spent time just getting to know each other before we even got into the music my manager was like yo i see potential in this you like I, I don't need no nothing else like no one else needs to say anything else to me about him i know this kid's got what it takes to do what it is that we need and for me that that's what was real important with it all with management it's it's having that liaison with everything like different people in my team because when i say management i don't refer to one person like even when I say manager, I don't refer to one person. It's a team of people. It's like everyone has their own thing. So like I will speak to different things. It's like there's like one member on my team. Like whenever they ring me, I know it's going to be good news. When my manager, like when the, my main main manager rings me, I know that it's going to be good news. And 
someone else rings me on, no, it's going to be good news because it's only ever good news that comes about because nice. why are we putting negativity out there at the end of the day? You get what you put out and we don't put bad things out so we don't get bad things back. So it's like, it's real important to have a real strong support network. And then even then that, that fears up into my family, like even on top of like management, like my family have to remind me to be me. Like that has to be there. Yeah. And I think that I'm super lucky in that, that aspect of it. Like I have a lot of people around me who understand what I'm doing. They get what I'm doing and they want to see me do the best that I can. So it, it's, it's real good. It's sick. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, and again, we understand some people don't have it. Whatever yeah. the, the it is, I don't have the, the positive you know, affirmations coming from, from other people telling me, you know, pushing me. I might not have the community. So, again, what's going on in your community that, well, you can't walk down the streets no more? Like, you can't, you can't be on the corner? Because, no, the community said, watch out. That's Vinny over there. Don't, don't mess with Vinny. Um, I mean, I wouldn't quite say it's like that yet. I wouldn't say it's quite like that yet. Just because I live in, like... <laughs> I live in the burbs, like I live in white people burbs, like yo, know, like old white people burbs. So like, you know, I'm really expecting that off like some 70 year old woman, you know what I mean? But like, don't get me wrong. Like if I go to like events and stuff, like and I see like my friends, we go to like a house party or something, like I do kind of get hounded a little bit, but it's nothing like crazy. Like it's nothing that I'm not like gonna expect. Like people be like, oh my God, yo, like you came up on this or like I heard you on this or I saw you on this. And I'm like, yo, that's cool. Like, thanks. Like, that's cool. And then we go about it because I don't, I don't like to dwell on the fact. That's why I like doing interviews because I never talk about what I do. Like, music to me is my work. The only time I ever really talk about music is when I do interviews. So it's like that's why I love doing these interviews. So it's like when I see my friends, we talk about like the football or we talk about some other stuff. We don't talk about what I do. We don't. I don't ask them what about their bit, like their, their work. Like yeah. one of my friends owns like a salon, and I'm like, yo, like, dope. Like we don't yeah, talk about that. Like, that's shampoo work. Problems. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not. We have two different problems. Like my work stuff is different to yours, so we don't talk about it. Like sometimes, yeah, we'll talk about the good things that will happen, but you know, you have to keep that line very separate. I think yeah. work and business have work and pleasure even have to be so separate. Right. And friends are still friends. And, and you know, th there is going to be times you have to isolate yourself and you're going to have to move and you're going to mm. have to travel. And they want to applaud you, but you miss the big game. And, you know, mm. you miss those, those those interactions. That is a part of maturity. We're watching in this interview now, 20, pretty good for 20. Yeah, I mean, it's true what you say, like that you can, you lose out on a lot of stuff, which you do. You really do like, but, you have to weigh up, like you have to think like, yo, if you miss out on this event, this event could potentially put you somewhere else. And, you know, there could be benefits that you'll reap. Like I missed one of my closest friend's birthdays. Well, not even a closest friend. Like I missed like a good friend's birthday. But then because I missed that, I then had the ability to then dictate something else, which then allowed me to fly back for someone like my closest mate's birthday. Like literally at the end of my tour, I had the ability to, to get myself on a flight from Toronto back to England. And I didn't tell anybody that I was doing it because everyone thought I was coming back like a few weeks later. Yeah. It was my best friend's birthday. And I remember ringing him and be like, yo, bro, I'm so sorry I can't make it. Tell me what club you're going to and I'll send something to the club. And he was not expecting me to walk around the corner. Like, but 
you know, like when you miss out on certain things, you can you make up it for it in other places. So you have to look at it like that. You have to. Yeah, I want I want all your followers to to obviously um engage with you moving forward because it's things like that. It's like you're still, you know, Vinny. You're still Vinny from the block, you know. Um, but let's get into you did travel, as they say, across the pond, and you did spend some time touring. Like it wasn't all right, one or two jazz clubs, and you know, no, it was legitimate. And um, what did you learn? First thing. Touchdown, America, big place. All right. <laughs> Ain't all that. That's but exactly what? what I learned. America is that big place. Like, yo. So I, I flew, so basically, I fly back and forth from Toronto a fair bit. That's normal to me. So Toronto is honestly at my second home. I have more family who live in Toronto than I do in England. So it's like whenever I touch down, you know, it's a quick ring to one of my cousins. He'll come straight to the airport. He'll pick me up. We'll go for food somewhere downtown. I know that city so well that it's scary. Like, honestly, it's scary how well I know the city. So it's like, try, doing that was cool. But then it was when I crossed the border and headed into America, I was like, yo, this is a whole different place. And I learned very quickly that the America you see is not too dissimilar from the America that is actually there. So it's like, yo, there is an abundance of people. There's an abundance of incredible people and amazing people. But then at the same time, there's an abundance of people who aren't that, which is something that I experienced. And, you know, being mixed race was something that was very difficult for a lot of people to to understand in like certain places in America, not everywhere, but in some places. Like when I would speak to some people and they'd be like, yo, where are you from? I'm like, I'm British. Then the whole, oh my God, you're English, you're English. Do you know the Queen? I'm like, nah. And then when it gets into it a little bit more and then you start talking about your heritage, your upbringing and stuff like that, you do notice like differences, but that would just, that's cultural differences. But America is such a dope place because it is so expansive. Like literally it was incredible to get to tour it because I started off in Vermont. So I flew from Toronto to New York and New York to Vermont. And that's where we started. And it was just mad actually getting to see like the whole of America. So it's the like, you know, yeah, yeah, it was incredible. It's like the first thing that I remember in Vermont was we literally went to go into the sunset over like this huge lake. And like the, the trees in the background were so, like, so it was like set, September and it was real hot last year. Like it was really hot. And it was like the sunset was just the most atheral thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was a postcard. There's a postcard. Yeah, it's literally the back, the backdrop on my laptop now because I was like, yo, this photo is just unreal. And then, you know, to like weave through America to like go to like Boston was like dope. Like there was first place I ever ate lobster. Well, it wasn't the first, actually. It was the second place. But I was like, yo, if I'm going to be in like New England, do it. Lobster is going to be the thing. You know what I mean? And then we moved forward and we went to like Buffalo. And it was just incredible to actually get to see so much of America because I feel like, being British, and it's probably the same thing for you, like, you know how, like, London's the place where everybody knows? In being British, the only places really that people, like, know of is, like, you know, like, New York, Atlanta, Miami, and LA, and San Francisco. That's it. Like, and to then get to see all these other places was like, yo, this is incredible. Like, this is actually incredible. And it's, it still is one of the, the wildest things that I can ever imagine doing. Like, literally, just before this interview, I was looking at my highlights of the tour because it was, I left 
like a year ago in a couple of days to go. So it was just weird just looking at it being like, yeah, that really happened. Like I have to remind yeah. myself that. And yeah, same way, as you take all that in, you might sing a song about Buffalo, you know, moving forward. But the references, let's see, how does that feed into the music? There's there's people who are your fans who don't know how long it took to make a song, but Still Here We Are. How long did it take to create Still Here We Are? Okay, so Still Here We Are was originally wrote in 2016 in this very room that I'm in right now. And it was so jokes because I always, again, this girl leads back to me thinking I'm like 50, but I remember I've seen this girl and it just wasn't going great. And I'm just not the kind of person who's very good with like telling words. I'm good at like writing stuff down. So it just didn't help either of us. And we, I just wrote the song. And then I remember like a few months later, we went to Jamaica. And when I say to you, literally, we started the song. Like I wrote the song in like probably a couple hours. And then we got to the studio and we literally created the song in no word of a lie, probably about five hours max. Not even that long. Not even that. Probably five hours recorded, everything done. And it was just, it just went so quickly. Like it worked so well, which was dope. Like it was so sick. Whoa. And, and, and again, let's explain to some of our younger artists and even the mature artists who are now releasing their first project or the first EP and the first album. You had to take it step by step. Like yeah. for every song that you've put out, you know, professionally so far, artwork, marketing, interviews, press run, and then you get to perform, and then you got to perform again and perform again. So, again, we're at the, I guess, the beginning of Still Here We Are. Are you ready to take four months, six months to promote and sing this same song? Yeah. I love the song. Like, I like singing it. I, the beauty is because I write my songs, I get to write stuff how I want to sing it. Yes. So it's not a case of someone telling me, like, yo, this is how the song should be sang. It's a case of, yo, I wrote the song, so I know how the song goes. Like, you can't... No external person can come to me and say, well, you know, um, maybe the song should be in a different key because, nah, that's not happening. Because I'm not signed to a major record label, so I don't have an A&R telling me what something needs to sound like. I have... An incredible team of people who a lot of them are musicians my, on my team who are like, yo, listen, maybe this could sound better or this could sound better. Actual const like constructive criticism, which is like something that's real dope. But it's funny that you said about artwork because we wasn't quite sure what we was going to do about artwork because when we were literally record. So still here we are. Let me explain this because this is like kind of not erratic but it's just the absolute epitome of what the music industry is. So I was doing a, a video for the BBC and it was a, it was for their big like weekend. So it was a big festival that they do. I think Sam Smith was like the main headliner or something. And it was like, it was huge. Like they do it every year, you know, like they have like incredible artists like Billie Eilish, all of these incredible mainstream pop artists. And they asked me to be on the, the bill. And I'm, you know, like I playing the keys, playing some songs and this was at the very start of lockdown so this was before I could get a haircut this was before I could do anything and I say a haircut because this is the most important part of this yes. story because the video I look so homeless in the video because my hair is literally honestly I <laughs> yeah. don't understand because my hair was like yo my beard was like out here my hair was literally out here and my the top was like here and I remember turning to my brother I said listen you're gonna have to learn how to cut hair this lockdown because this can't happen no longer like it was bad <laughs> like it was so long that my mom was braiding my hair 
Like I literally had cornrows. And I normally have like the size of my head is normally bold. And yeah. I literally had cornrows. I was like, yeah, this can't run. So anyway, I was recording and I remember literally I was getting on to record another song. So the song that I was going to record is called More. And it's one of my favorite songs I've ever, ever when I literally when I say to you that when it's ready to be released, it's my favorite song I've ever really like ever created, ever. Conceptually, musically, sonically, everything is my favorite. And nice. Basically, I'm literally here, record I'm recording, I'm looking into the camera and I'm recording the song. My phone goes, it's my manager, and he goes, You know what? I said, What? He goes, Don't record, don't do more, do still here we are. I'm Ooh. looking at him like, huh? And he's like, Yeah. Bear in mind the video's got to be in at the end of the day. It's like nine o'clock at this point. It's nine o'clock in the evening and it's got to be in like one in the morning. And I'm like, okay, that's not stressful. No. And then he's like, and he's like, yeah. So literally we was not even going to go with this song. Like the song wasn't going to be it. It was only until we was like, yo, we're coming up into the summer months. Like why don't we put something that's going to be like kind of summery? So that's where this came about. Still here we are. And honestly, it was one of the best movements that we ever did. But again, it just sums up what the industry is like and how like how fluid it can be and how quickly things can change. Because we honestly, I've, we never even expected the song Still Here We Are to be done. Literally, I was recording the song. Um, as I was recording it, my manager was on the phone to, uh, her name's Rachel, so she mixes everything that I do. She's absolutely incredibly talented. Like, honestly, bewildering how incredible her mixes are. And you know they got it mixed, they got it mastered, literally in the space of two days, and we was ready to go with it. And we just haven't looked back since. It's been I incredible. Like it. I like it. Very, very, very um true to life story. Um, mm -hmm. about like you said, making split season, split second decisions. But like you said, trust trusting everyone's intention. Our yeah. intention is like, you know what? If this if this gets captured the right way. And momentum is a thing, and we don't you don't have to get caught up in the tabloids. Like we don't need all this extra things before we release it. Um, how how do you feel again? Like, you know what? Maybe some other platforms are gonna reach out. Jamaica media, somewhere in Africa, Ghana, Tanzania, they're gonna see it and be like, I wonder if we can get in touch with him. And you're like, Yeah, yeah, come true. They already have, like literally already has. So, like, still here we are, got picked up in well actually it was baby oi so baby oi um someone reached out from tvj about it was like yo we'd love to do a part on you and this was obviously in jamaica so tvj was like is huge you know growing up with, uh with jamaican family like family who still live in jamaica and stuff like that like i was saying to some of them like yo i'm gonna be on this my one cousin said but weird but weird <laughs> tv huh i said yeah he was like no no sam you can't do that I don't believe what you said there. I don't believe that. And I was like, yo, now nah, I'm being serious. And I remember recording the thing and they was like, yo, it was kind of crazy. And then it kind of snowballed into the rest of the Caribbean. So I did ER, which was mad. Then I done yeah. a made interview on TVJ. Then I did Sports Max. Then I was getting interviews from like uh, the Bahamas and Cuba and places like that. And then it snowballed over to Africa. And I've been doing interviews in like, uh, I've done a few in like uh, Nigeria. I've done some in Tanzania, as you said. Um, oh, Zimbabwe. Like it's kind of just like, well, this is real life, and we're just gonna keep moving yes. on. That's and, what it is. But it's and, insane. And 
definitely be available. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say that, that, you know, media professionals are saying, all right, yeah, man, I'm trying to reach out. I can't get Budja Banton. And it's like, well, yeah, Budja, call me back. All right. But but no, the song that gets played and spun right after it. Sometimes we have to look to the different charts. There's a lot of new bloggers and vloggers that are out there and they've been talking about the song. There's a lot of online radio stations, you know, and community radio stations. Yeah, they pick up the song, as you write, the tempo, the summer season, some places are still going out. So the song definitely caught on for the right reason. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like it honestly is. Like we I I'm a typical artist, so I get into my own head real quick and real deep. So I can be that kind of person where I'm like, yo, maybe this isn't what it is, or maybe it's not that. But this is really, really proven at this point in my career, like don't worry about these smaller situations. Like, just focus on what the bigger picture is. And that's what this has done for me as an artist at this point. And it's incredible. It's ge genuinely the most incredible thing ever. Yeah, I like it. I like it. This job that you have called music and um, balancing songwriting. Uh, let's go to one of the management's questions right here. What is your best song to perform? Because, again... We got a lot of reggae. We got a lot of lovers. We got a lot of soul. Then we got this, but still here we are. You know what I'm saying? So which one? Um, my favorite one to perform is called. You know what? I ain't even sure. I'm not even sure. So basically, Baby Oi. I love performing Baby Oi because I get to do like a big part in it at the very end, where it's like it's like almost like a breakdown. So I get the audience to sing back to me. So everyone's like, Baby Oi. And I'm like, baby, oh, I want to see what you've been missing. And it, that's so dope. Like, that's so dope. But one of my favorite songs to perform is, is, is Still Here We Are. Just because, you know, like the vibe of it, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm half Jamaican. Like the rhythm just runs loose in my body. So when the music hits and the little piece, I boom, 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 boom. Uh, I'm like, yo, this is those proper laid back, chilling, relaxed music. Like it's good. Like I love all of my songs to perform, especially because the fact that I write them, I know the emotion and the intention to put into it. So it's dope. I like it. I like it. Like I said, we only have it for a couple more minutes, ladies and gentlemen. This is only the first, we're going to call it a true versation, not a conversation, we're having a true versation with Vinny, Vincent Darby right here, the Sunsplash Mix Show. Um, social media. It's yours. It's your private world. You interact when you want. You put up your pictures when you want. But then social issues come up. Sometimes management says, yo, Vinny, don't, don't post nothing about that. Come on now, bro. And then you said, nah, man, you see what happened in, in Birmingham? I need to say something. Me, personally, maybe Vincent needs to say something. Is there a balance that you say, you know what, I am have to worry about my job because it is a job. But it's like, no, I'm a human being. I'm on the planet. I should say something. Yeah, there's definitely a divide, but for me, it's it's not. It's never really been a, a problem of differentiating where that line sits because I'm very passionate about a lot of things, and I believe that when you have a platform, you are supposed to use the platform for for change and evolution. I'm not saying I've got the biggest platform in the world, but you know, at the end of the day, I could somebody who might follow me could have a bigger platform, and it could be me that sparks that for someone else. So it's like when social issues come about, I do have to kind of judge what it will be. 
because at the end of the day, there's some social issues that affect more people in different ways. And I, again, going back to the fact that I'm not really in deep in social media, like I'm not, not even, I'm not in deep in it, but not, I'm not like, you know, like heavily like dive into it. I believe that there is issues that you can tackle without ever saying a word. I am a big firm believer in that. I genuinely, because for me, I think social media, because you can't hear the words that someone is saying, you can lose sight of what someone is saying. I believe that it's best to actually do stuff. Like for me personally, it's like so many people I know, you know, they're posting 24 seven about this, that and that about different issues, but they're not actually doing anything about those issues. Whereas I believe that in the platform that I'm in, there's certain things that I'm trying to change. There's things that I want to change within the music industry, especially in England, specifically England. There's things that need to change. There's, there yeah. needs to be something. So it's like, for me, I'm trying to now focus on how I can take what's going on right now as a social thing, turn it into a business thing and make a change because that's the kind of mind I have. And sometimes posting on social media isn't the way forward with that realistically you yeah. you you have to realize that there's a way of moving forward and being progressive without fumbling a bag and sometimes moving forward and being progressive isn't necessarily the person who can shout loudest it's the person who works the smartest yeah actually doing the work i like that yeah. whether it's for um issues with uh domestic violence whether yeah. it's helping the homeless yeah uh, exactly it could be anything but actually let me see you do something. So I like exact, that. That's that's my vibe. Like that's my exact vibe. Like yo, I'm I'm the kind of person you know that will take my personal time to go and help someone else, even if it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. Like even if I'm not entirely sure on the situation. Like my one friend was on the British version of the X Factor like last year. I'm not a legal person in any way, shape, or form. And I said to him, I was specifically like, yo, bro. I am not giving you legal advice because there's no way you can come back to me in years to say, yo, it's because of you. I don't know enough. I said, but if you let me look at the contracts, I've read over enough contracts to know the difference between a bad one and a good one. That has had nothing to do with me. That that had nothing to do with me. I took my time to do that. You know, I've there's been friends that have needed stuff that I will help with. Like I have friends who've got children and I've been like, yo, listen, if you need to get your head down, holler at me i will bring my laptop and i'll do my work and look after your child i'm like don't worry that's the kind of person i am and i will go out my own way to help people and sometimes taking a photo or you know proclaiming about it doesn't help anything sometimes just doing stuff is what really helps i like it i like it his name vincent darby aka Vinny. that's the words of a 20 year old going on 50 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Sunsplash Mix Show. Um, Vinny, how do they find you and how do they support you with your music? Right. So my social media is official Vincent Darby is my Instagram. My Facebook is Vinny. And then my, my I'm on all streaming platforms, like everything. So if you just type in Vincent Darby, you'll see all of the stuff that I've got out at the minute. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it half as much as I enjoyed making it. Man, and videos. So whether we need to do a different virtual, still here we are. What what's the what's in the pipeline that you can let out? I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> Good. I don't know Good what answer. I'm allowed to say because there is so much that like I'm afraid that if I say one thing I might snowball into a next thing that might 
get me into trouble. So I'm going to say, like, yo, keep your eyes peeled on my socials because there is some incredible, when I say incredible, and I don't understand how it's happening because that's not supposed to happen to people like me, but it's happening. So if you keep your eye out on there, you'll see some some real dope stuff that is coming up very soon. That's for sure. As long as we we, we get into Truversation number two, before you turn 65, um, uh, we will reach out to management. Um, you are correct. That is the best answer. Um, there's certain things that you like. It's a lot of things that you like in this world, but there's only one thing that you love ultra, the ultimate love. So Vinny, Vincent Darby, what is the thing that you love ultra? Uh, you know what? I I'm gonna be so cor- I know it sounds so corny, but the one thing that like I actually have like the most love for is actually like the people around me. Like they're the people that I genuinely like love the most, like more than like the music. And that sounds crazy, but like I feel like when in times of like hardship and like you need those people, like and they pull through, like that's that's what's important to me. That's more important than the music because realistically like i was speaking to my dad the other night like i love making music that's the thing i love to do like i love that but i can't wait to get to a point where it's like i can almost go past the point of having to worry about making music for making music i just get to make music again because yo that's what i love to do and that's that's really what it is for me right now like that's the love for me like music and my, the people around me. Mm, I love it right there, right there. He's only going to be here for about a one more minute. Thank you to everybody who has been leaving comments. Some of the best comments uh, I got to put on the screen and it'll be there for, you know, it's in turning until we talk again with Vincent Darby, Vinny. Then we're going to talk about the football. Then we are going to talk about biology and then the new video and the remix and the thing and the EP and the album because, yes, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, everything you said there is in the pipeline. Everything you just said. So. There you go. Um, it's been great. Uh, we'll talk to you before the year is out. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for having me. All I right. There it, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said right below, download it on iTunes. Go to Spotify. You're already watching the YouTube, all the clips and all the links. Just uh, follow Sunsplash Mix. Select the princess. I am Ja Prince. And I'm Vincent. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bro.